Amen. Praise the Lord. Go ahead. Give the Lord a great hand. The title of the series that we've been talking about is God is what? Amen. Whatever you say, the what is, is how you live your life on earth, we have found. However you depict God, your belief system of who God is, is what rules you in your decision-making, your choices, and the way you live your life. If you believe God is mean, that's how you will live your life. If you believe God is harsh, if you believe that he's cruel, that God is angry at you, and is holding things against you, that's why things are manifesting in your life, then you're living in a lifestyle that's not really the lifestyle that God wants you to have. See, this belief will affect the way you live. So the first attribute that we talked about in this series, we talked about that God is a person. Not a human, but a person. This means that we can have a personal relationship with him. The second attribute we talked about is that God is good. Many ask, if God is good, then why does he let the things that happen on this earth happen? We answered that with this. We live in a fallen world, and Satan is evil. Satan tries to point at things that he does and get us to question God. The things that he does, he wants to get us off of God, who God really is. The third thing we discussed is the Greek word omni, means all. And we gave you three omnis of God. They are God is omnipotent. God is omniscient, and God is omnipresent. God has all power, God is all knowledge, and he is all present. You are never alone. Then we discussed how that God is justice, and God is mercy. The question is, how could God be fully justice and fully mercy at the same time? Because justice is giving someone what he deserves. Mercy is not giving someone what he deserves. So we made a statement that God had mercy on us, but he was fully just because he had Jesus Christ, his son, pay the price of our sin. So justice was manifested because of God's mercy giving his son. So the Bible tells us God is faithful and just or uses the term justified. He shed his blood to remove our sin so we are justified just as we've never sinned. So God was just or made a just decision to sentence you and me to heaven. 
Next, in God is what? We talked about that he is sovereign. God is a supreme ruler of the universe and answers to no one but himself. Because he is just, merciful, and kind, and perfect, the next we learn that God is holy. Last week, we concluded the time in the attribute of God is grace. And today we want to talk about God is faithful. God is what? He's faithful. So what does it mean that God is faithful? So let's now begin to tear this apart. Let's begin to talk about this and really begin to see what the Bible is telling us that God is a God who is faithful. So for us to understand this attribute, we must understand the word faithful. The word faithful means that God is full of faith. Well, some of us would say, well, pastor, I thought we were supposed to have faith in him. We are. But faith means trust. Faith means trust. So when you put your faith in Christ, you put your trust in Christ. That's why we're going through the attributes of God, knowing who God is, because if you don't know who God is, how can you trust him? There lies the problem. That a lot of people believe they know God, but how they believe they know God is not what Scripture says. It's through religion, or it's through circumstance, or it's, it's through experience that they have uh, learned in life. And I want to tell you, we have to come to the truth to know the truth of who God is. So when you put your faith in Christ, you put your trust in Christ. So now let's look at the word trust. Trust comes from a word we all understand and know. See, the word trust comes from the first three letters, T-R-U. T-R-U. The reason you trust someone is a person is truthful or full of truth. So to understand that God is faithful, we must understand that God is true. Actually, the method to my madness here and what I'm trying to bring to you is you trust someone because they are telling you the truth or are truthful. You ever been around someone that tells you one thing and does another? And every other week they change their story? Do you trust those people? Do you have faith in those people? No. See, to have faith, you must know who you have faith in. So with all that, what does it mean that God is faithful? Here's your answer. The reason I can trust God is because God is full of truth. Doesn't matter to me what man says. Doesn't matter to me what has happened in my life. It doesn't matter to me the experiences that I've experienced. Do you learn from them? Absolutely. 
You know, you touch a hot pan when you're young. Do you touch it again? If you, if you do, it's an accident because you know that hurts. So you learn from experience, but you can learn from experience wrong things. So let me say it this way. Faith comes from the word truth. So God is faithful or full of truth. God never has, never will, and cannot lie. If God said something, he does it. Revelations 3.14 says, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the amen, the faithful, and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Jesus is a faithful and true witness. Scripture says when Jesus comes back, Revelation 19, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. God is faithful and true, or let's go the next step, God is truth. Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Saying, basically, <laughs> if God said it, he will do it. And to understand faithful, if God said it, he's going to do it. But, but God, but, 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 pastor, but, but, dad, but, but, mom, how come this is happening? If God said it, he's going to do it. It takes a person of faith to stay steadfast in believing what is true. So Titus 1-2 says this, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. Even before we even messed things up, God still was true. Hebrews 6, verse 18. That by two immutable things, things that can't change, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. So what do these three verses basically tell us? God is not a man that he should lie. God cannot lie. And with God, it is impossible for him to lie. Remember, an attribute is who God is, not something God has. I want to say that again. Because I want you to grab a hold of this. Remember, what we're talking about, God is faithful, is who he is, not what he's accomplished, not what he's proved. The Bible says he proves his word. The Bible says all these things. But the attribute is basically talking about who God is, not something God has. So 
God doesn't have love. He is love. God just doesn't have goodness. He is goodness. God just doesn't have truth. He is the truth. Muhammad said he knew truth. That's what he wrote. Buddha said, he wrote, he knew truth. But the Bible tells us Jesus, God, is the truth. John 14, 6 says this. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Not through Muhammad, not through Buddha, not through Pastor Gary, not through Elder Richard. Through Jesus Christ. If you want to know truth, Jesus says, come to me because truth is my very being. It is who I am. If you want to know the truth, you go to him. You will find the truth because he is only truth. Are you following God is faithful? And I'm just starting. Let's dig deeper. You still with me at home? Okay. God cannot lie because he is a full embodiment and full perfection of truth and zero errors in him, and I can trust him. Zero errors. God has never made a mistake. You are not a mistake. God created you in his image and his likeness. You are vital to the kingdom of God. When you know that God is faithful and he's truth, then you will know that you are important in society, no matter how society treats you. Because you know the truth, not what man wants to bring to you, then you can stand in the midst of anything that's derogatory towards you. The enemy has zero power over you. Amen. God is faithful. So now let's turn the corner. That's just the introduction. So what is our response to God's faithfulness? Faith is the correct response to God's faithfulness. When you know God's faithful, you become a faith person. Because in order to respond to a faithful God, you must have faith. Hmm. So when you understand God's faithfulness, faith is the natural next step. Now, Scripture says in Romans 12, 3, we all have been given a measure of faith, but did you know that some have more faith than others? That some have more faith than I do. Why is that? Because we have come to a place that we know him. We understand we must know him, and we trust him, and we walked with him so long experiencing his faithfulness. 
There are some that just know him more. And because they know him more, they have more faith. Not because they're smarter, not because they're better. I get so tired of religious church. And sometimes I get tired of contemporary church. Because religious church wants to keep you in a certain tradition, but tradition isn't bad. But contemporary church wants to match God to man instead of man to God. See, I need to match my life to God, not try to make God like me. I was created in his image. He wasn't the creator in my image. Finally, we walk into a situation and we don't even flinch. That's what faith is. When things happen, when all the situation happened with the fine arts team, of course, I had to put on my administration hat and start moving around and, and detailing things that we need to do and all the above. But I want to tell you, I didn't flinch at all. I just said, devil, you are a stupid liar. Amen. And, and, and the reason why I said that was because you're so stupid, you think that I'm going to flinch to that. I know my God, and he's going to do what he's promised. I have faith in my God. I trust in him because he's true. And so, put on the administration hat, you know, began making phone calls, working with staff and the wisdom of many people, and we put together everything that needed to be put together. And I, I'm not flinching. I'm not flinching. Matter of fact, this COVID-19 it is done in my, in my heart. It is done by faith. I rebuke it in Jesus' name, and it just has no power over me. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. I have to do this because you know how they do it on, on commercials? They give you 10 minutes of what it is and 45 minutes for the lawyers so they don't get sued. Bottom line, you need to walk in wisdom. That's why we did with the fine arts. That's why we made the decision, and we follow the regulations. Amen. If you want to get my opinion on all the regulations, you can come to my office. I won't preach it on the... <laughs> Trust is a response to truth, and faith is a response to faithfulness. So, okay, now... What's the definition of faith then? Well, I'm going to blow you away with this. Hebrews 11.1, 1, people say this is a definition. I suggest it's more than Hebrews 11.1. 1. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So this is the definition of faith, but I, I just don't, I think there's more. It says if you have faith, then you will have substance of the things you hope for. Amen. You will have evidence of that you cannot see when you have faith. Absolutely. But how do I have faith? 
Listen very closely. This will change your life. What action do I take to have faith? Well, in Luke, or I'm sorry, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11, it says this. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bare a child when she was past the age. See, the Bible's really nice. The Bible didn't say she was old. She was past the age. Watch this, verse 11 continued. Because, because then tells us how. Because she judged him, God, faithful, who had promised. She judged God who is faithful, who she can trust, who is the truth, who had promised, does not lie. She judged him faithful. You want to have great faith? Judge God faithful. She made a judgment about God. But pastor in today's day, we're not to be judgmental. Church family, you judge things every single day. You judge food. You judge movies. You judge doctors. You judge people's motives. We judge things every day, so listen closely. You and I judge God every day whether he is faithful or unfaithful. How many believers judge God unfaithful? Not because they don't love God, not because they're not going to heaven, but it's because they are making their own decisions of who God is and not judging him as faithful of who he is, not what he's doing, not what he doesn't do. You see, whatever you go through, good or bad, how do you judge God? Is he faithful to you? Or is he unfaithful? Hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. There is no middle ground that you judge God as faithful or unfaithful. No middle ground. Church family, you must judge God who he is. He's faithful. And if you judge him every day as faithful, you will always be a person of faith. See, I'm really trying to define faith to you. Do you define God as faithful and true because that's who he is? The reason people struggle with faith is they don't know who God is. Faith is basing your belief on who he is. Faith is based on trust or truth and trust is based on knowledge. Let me just say it this way. You trust people that you know. We live in a lying, cheating, and stealing world. 
That's why you and I need to get to know God. Get personal with God. He is a person that has never lied, he has never cheated, and he never steals. When you, like Sarah, judge God faithful, <coughs> excuse me, I promise you, faith will arise. <clears throat> now, I want to slow down here because I really want you to grasp the finality of this. You know why we doubt God's faithfulness? <clears throat> because we think he's like us. Because we want to make God, we want to be comfortable in our walk with a God. So we want God to be like us. We want God to think like us. I'm sorry, the God that I serve, his ways are higher than mine. God has never had a bad thought. God has never sinned. God has never lied. God is perfect. He is holy. He is pure. I'll say it again. He is holy. He is pure. See, the way to have faith in him is to get to know him. Let me talk to you at home. If faith is the correct response to God's faithfulness, then what is the incorrect response? What is the incorrect response? The answer to that is fear. Next week, we will absolutely overwhelm you with the truth of that demonic thing called fear. And I will literally give you the ability through the truth of the word of God and how to walk in faith with no fear. Church family, I love you. And again, I'm so proud of you. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for accomplishing the things that you've accomplished. Pray for your church family. Pray for your homes. Pray for your businesses and where you go. That God's covenant protection will continue to overwhelm you with his perfect peace and perfect health. God bless you.